everyone, this is Sarah with Cornfed Witch here to talk to you for another... No, stop that, Anna. Um, another 20 or 30 minutes of witchcraft here. I have um, three cats around me right now. And Emma is being feisty. The other two are just kind of chilling. Emma doesn't take no shit from anyone. Anyway, so today is all about Yule. I was going to do invoking, but then I got my schedules mixed up and realized that today is the Monday before the solstice and the Yule holiday. So I figured I'd just dedicate this episode to a, maybe a brief history and a few rituals. Just enough information to get you started on learning about Yule. And here we go. And Yule... You'll be grateful that you tuned in today. <laughs> I love myself some ponds. Do, do, do. So Yule. Yule is kind of one of the biggest holidays in Pagan and Wicca religions. It's actually the, the origin of many Christmas holidays. You may have... You may have heard that, but a lot of things like the tree and the Yule log and all that, they have pagan origins. Now, I did specifically want to focus more on the ritual aspect here, just to give you something to go off, because you may not you may not have that background, or you may not be like prepared, or you may even know about the history. But I am going to just go over a couple, couple things here, just to give you a background. And this is just strictly, this is taken from the Wikipedia. So Yule, or Yule Tide, is a festival historically observed by the Germanic peoples. It also has some Scandinavian influences. Scholars have connected the original celebrations of Yule to the wild hunt, the god Odin, and the penguin Anglo-Saxon. Is that Modranate? Later, departing from its pagan roots, Yule underwent Christianized reformation formulation resulted in the term Christmas tide. Many present day Christmas customs and traditions, such as Yule log, Yule goat, Yule boar, Yule singing, and others, stem from pagan Yule traditions. Terms with an etymological equivalent to Yule are still used in Nordic countries and Estonia to describe Christmas and other festivals occurring during the winter holiday season. Today, Yule is celebrated in heathenry and other forms of neo-paganism, as well as Levian Satanism. So, let's go ahead and go into the Germanic paganism. Yule is an indigenous midwinter festival celebrated by the Germanic peoples. The earliest references to it are in the form of month names, where the Yule tide period lasts somewhere around two months in length, falling along the end of the modern calendar year between when it's now mid-November to early January. Scrolling down here. Yada, yada, yada. So, scholars have connected the month event and Yule time period to the wild hunt, a ghostly procession in the winter sky, the god Odin, who is attested in Germanic areas as leading the wild hunt, and as mentioned above, bears the name Jordan. It increased supernatural activities such as the aforementioned wild hunt and increased specific activities of Draugr, which are undeemed 
undead beings who walk the earth, and they are also terrible things in Skyrim. If you've ever, if you've ever played Skyrim, so in modern, I'm just skipping. Well, no, I'm going to read this. So, modern an event focused on collective female beings attested by Bede as having occurred during the pagan Anglo-Saxons on what is now Christmas Eve has been seen as further evidence of a fertility event during the Yule period. The events of Yule are generally held to have centered on midwinter, although specific day is a matter of debate, and feasting, drinking, and sacrifice float were involved. Scholar Rudolf Simic comments that the pagan Yule feast had a pronounced religious character and comments that it is uncertain whether the Germanic Yule feast still had a function in the cult of the dead and the veneration of the ancestors, a function which the Midwestern, Midwestern, Midwinter sacrifice certainly held for the West European Stone and Bronze Ages. The tradition of the Yule log, Yule goat, Yule boar, Still reflected in the Christmas ham, Yule singing, and others stem from Yule customs and customs, Simic says, indicates the significance of the feast in pre Christian times. That's a mouthful. So, in contemporary traditions, in modern Germanic language speaking areas and other northern European countries, historical, <laughs> historical cognates to English denote the Christmas holiday season. Examples include um, Jewel, um, Jewel. This is really just the etymology of Yule. So in neo-paganism, which is a good starting point to anyone who really doesn't know what path they are or what path is right for them, um, neo-paganism is kind of like a catch-all right now. As forms of neo-paganism can be quite different and have very different origins, these representations can vary considerably despite the shared name. Some celebrate in a, in a way as close as possible to how they believe ancient Germanic pagans observed the tradition, while others observe the holiday with rituals assembled from different sources. And uh, Tonks. Tonks is eating a book right now. And that's another cat of mine. Don't eat the book. No, no, that's the microphone. Don't do that. She is pawing at the microphone. Where was I? So, in Germanic neo-pagan sects, Yule is celebrated with gatherings that often involve a meal and gift-giving. Groups as, such as the Asatru Folk Assembly in the U.S. recognize a celebration as lasting 12 days, Excuse me, beginning on the date of the winter solstice, in most forms of Wicca, this holiday is celebrated at the winter solstice as the rebirth of the great horned hunter god, who is viewed as newborn solstice sun. The method of, of gathering the Sabbath varies by practitioner. Some have private ceremonies at home, while others do so with their covens. And also, uh, a lot of people, this isn't in this particular Wikipedia article, but a lot of people will celebrate the the changing, like, they celebrate the Battle of the Holy King. Oh, King. So let me just give you a rundown. This is uh, a lore that I may do an episode dedicated to because it is, it is it's important if you, eh, let me back up. 
it's important in the wheel of the year to have this kind of background. So the Holly King and Oak King are personifications of the winter and summer in various folklore and mythological traditions. The true the two kings engage in endless battle, reflecting the seasonal cycles of the year, not only solar light and dark, but also crop renewal and growth. During warm days of midsummer, the Oak King is at the height of his strength. The Holly King regains power at the autumn equinox, then his strength peaks during midwinter, at which point the Oak King is reborn, regaining power at the spring equinox and perpetuating the succession. So there you have a decent background of, of Yule and it's, it's history there. So let's go ahead and get into the, the, the rituals here. Now, so I, I personally, I don't really have much of a ritual that I do. I just started, I got a huge log from my friends the other day. It's about two feet, to two feet ish. I think it's maple. My intentions are to, I'm going to burn it, of course, but I'm also going to pour cider on it, let it dry out. And maybe put some pine cones on it to to make it aromatic. And then I'm going to go over to someone's house and burn it in their fireplace, fire pit. Now the Yule log is pretty integral to, to Yule rituals. A lot of people incorporate it. This is not just a baked good. So, do, do, do. So the origin is pretty unclear. I'm just going to kind of go over that here. So I'm just going to skip the modern practices because I feel like you would find that more, well, more applicable right now. So the Yule Log is recorded in the folklore archives of much of England, but particularly in collections covering the West Country and the North Country. This is all coming from Wikipedia, so you can look it up as well. For example, in a section regarding Christmas observances, J.B. Partridge recorded then current Christmas customs in Yorkshire, Britain, involving the Yule Log as related by Mrs. Day. Is it mentioned happened in Gloucestershire, a native of Swaledale? The custom is as follows. The Yule Log is generally given, and at once put in the hearth it is unlikely to have light again after it's been started and it ought not go out until it's burned away. To sit around the Yule log and tell ghost stories is a great thing to do on this night but also card playing. Two large colored candles are a Christmas present from the grocery just before supper on Christmas Eve. While the Yule log is burning all other lights are put out and the candles are lit from the Yule log by the youngest person present. While they are lit all are silent and wish. It is a common practice for the wish to be kept a secret. Once the candles are on the table, silence may be broken. They must be allowed to burn themselves out and no other lights may be lit that night. And H.J. Rose records a similar folk belief from Killing Hall in Yorkshire in 1923. In the last generation, the Yule log was still burned and a piece of it saved the life of next year's log. On Christmas morning, something green, a leaf or the like, was brought into the house before anything was taken out. The Yule log is also attested as a custom present elsewhere in the English-speaking world, such as the United States. 
Robert Meyer Jr. records in 1947 that a Yule log ceremony in Palmer Lake, Colorado had occurred since 1934. He describes the custom. It starts with a Yule log hunt and is climaxed by drinking a wassail through the, around the fire, which is kind of like a cider drink. Alright, so I'm going to go ahead and break out my books so I can give you some rituals here. Oh, once again, I am enthralled with Everyday Witch Book Rituals by Deborah Blake. I highly suggest checking this book out. So, I'm just going to read what, what they have here. So, Yule. Celebrate the season. Yule, or the winter, winter solstice, falls on or around December 21st. And marks the beginning of the return of the light. Despite the fact that in many places the land is deep in winter, from this day forward there is a little more light and a little less darkness every day. On Yule we celebrate the returning sun and life in the midst of death. That is where the Yule or Christmas tree came from. Since evergreens are the only trees flour still flourishing in the middle of the cold months. The winter solstice is a holiday of pure celebration, one that can easily be shared with family and friends even those who are not witches or pagans. Because so because so many of the familiar Christmas traditions had their origin in pagan roots, like the tree, decorating the house with holly and mistletoe, singing songs around the fire, small guests from a mysterious bearded man, in this case the Holly King, and other common holiday practices started with the celebration of Yule. This is a simple and joyful ritual where the magic comes from the hearts of those taking part instead of from a spell. If you wish to invite non-pagan guests and think they will be uncomfortable with the circle casting, protocols, or goddess god invocations, you may leave those parts of the ritual out. Because you are not gathering energy as you would in a normal ritual, the circle is optional. Children can be easily be included in this ritual. The tools needed, which is a wreath form, this can be made out of entwined grapevines, which can usually be found in craft stores or the craft sections of larger stores. Or it can be an actual evergreen wreath, or you can make one out of stiff paper and then tape the wishes onto it. You want a light, large white candle or a candelabra with a name, number of white candles in it, altar table and cloth, pieces of colorful paper. You can use red, green, silver, gold, or any festive colors. Cut into small squares or shapes. These can vary in size and shape and be cut into seasonal designs if desired, but they should be large enough to write on. Pens, pencils, markers, or other writing implements. Lengths of ribbon in different bright colors, about 8 to 12 inches long. Make sure you have enough for everyone there. And markers if you want to write on them. Sage, smudge stick, cakes and ale, cake or bread, or cookies or wine or cider. Quarter candles, one of each of yellow, blue, red, and green, or four white. Gods and God candles, cream and yellow, silver and gold, or both white. Matches and candle snuffer. Then optional glue or tape. Strings of cranberries or any seasonal decorations to be added to the wreath. Festive background music. Pillows or cushions for participants to sit on. Large feather, anointing oil, athme or wand. And once again, you can use any types of other smudge sticks if you don't, don't feel comfortable using sage. Before starting, place a large white candle or candelabra on the 
altar table. If the altar is going to be in the middle of the space being used, you can put the wreath form and decorating supplies on the table. Otherwise, you can put them in the middle of the floor and have everyone sit around them. You're probably going to end up with people sitting on the floor, so you may want to put some, put down some pillows or cushions. If desired, you can have people process into the circle, start on the outside and go into the circle one by one, usually down a path or from another room, and then be anointed by a member of the group as they enter the circle. If so, the greeter should say something like, welcome and blessed be, or welcome to our solstice celebration. Otherwise, simply have everyone assemble in the circle. If you have particular people picked out the leader called quarters, they should stand in the appropriate spots. Cleanse and consecrate the circle and those within it by having someone walk around the outside of the space and this, with a smudge stick. You can use a large feather to waft the smoke inward or pass the stage from person to person clockwise around the circle. If you don't feel comfortable doing that, since you're not Native American or you have some moral obligation or moral objection to it, you can like use your hand or another 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 way to waft the smoke around. Each person should then waft the smoke over them from head to, from feet to head. Cast a circle. The HPS or HP, which is High Priestess or High Priest can walk around the circle clockwise and point an athme wander finger towards the ground saying, I cast the circle round and round from earth to sky, from sky to the ground. I conjure now the sacred space outside of mine, outside of place. The circle is cast. We are between the worlds. Alternately, the circle can be cast hand to hand, in which case the leader takes the hand of the person to his or her left and says, I cast the circle hand to hand. That person then takes the hand of the person to his, his or her left or their left. And this is repeated around the circle until all are holding hands. Then the HBS, HP will say, the circle is cast. We are between the worlds. Call the quarters. This can be done by one person or by four. And I'll, I'll go into this in my info game episode. Face the proper quarter and paint and point in that direction with athme or finger. All present should also turn and point in that direction, or people can hold their hands up, palms open, to receive the energy. East, call the watchtower of the east, a power of air to watch over a circle, light yellow candle. South, I call the watchtower. I call the watchtower of the south, the power of fire, to watch over our circle, light red candle. West, I call the watchtower of the west, the power of water. To watch over our circle, light blue candle. North, I call the watchtower of the north, the power of earth, to watch over our circle, light green candle. The HPS HP invokes the goddess by raising arms to the sky and saying, Great goddess, where was I? Great goddess, we welcome you to our celebration of the winter solstice and invite you to share our joy and our light, light goddess candle. The HPS HP Invokes the god by raising raising arms to the sky. Hands may form the horn god sign by holding down the three middle fingers, leaving p pinky and thumb pointed up. And saying, great god, we welcome you to our celebration of the winter solstice and invite you to share our love and warmth. Like god candle. HBS, HP7 introduction.
we have gathered here to celebrate the winter solstice, also known as Yule. From this day forth, the sun shines a little longer every day, moving us slowly towards spring, and so we rejoice in the return of the light. The Oak King has given up his throne to the Holly King, who will rule the next half of the year until they change places again at the summer solstice. The winter is cold may surround us, but here in our circle, we are warm and safe and loved. The goddess joins us in her role as mother, along with her newborn child. We celebrate our many blessings and enjoy the company of those who are family by birth or by choice. Welcome and blessed be. And the participants say, We greet the returning light and salute the Holly King who guards us guards over us during winter months. Hurrah for the returning light. Participants or the participant lights white candle. If using multiple candles, you can have more than one person say the greeting and light a candle in turn. All shout hurrah. The high priestess high priest holds up the wreath form and says, The wreath is a circle, a symbol of unity and the never ending will of the year. This wreath is bare now, but we will add our wishes and joys to it, and soon it will be as glorious as the season is bright. Take some paper and a ribbon and write down your wishes for the coming year. These can be wishes for yourself, for the others in the circle, or for the, for the world. For example, you can wish for peace, health, prosperity, or for more specific things. It's up to you. Once you have finished writing, you can come up and attach your wishes to the wreath. By tucking them inside, if using a regular wreath form, or evergreen wreath, or by typing or gluing, if using paper wreath form. You may also tie on a ribbon with your name and the names that you love. Everyone writes down wishes and takes turns placing them on the wreath. The wishes can also be tied with the, on with the ribbon. The HPS, HP should make sure the wishes are secured and attached more firmly if necessary. The finished wreath May or may not look royally and neat, but it'll probably be bright. Note, it's okay for people to chat and talk at this point due to the casual nature of the ritual. The high priestess or high priest holds up finished wreath and says, The individuals, we are worthy and wonderful, but working together we bring even more beauty into the world. Happy winter solstice, everyone. Have cakes and ale pass around the circle saying, May you never hunger cakes and may you never thirst ale or if you don't if you don't drink you can use like grape juice or really water or what have you cider probably optional pass speaking stick and let let each person have a moment to speak dismiss the quarters each person who called a quarter shall dismiss it starting with north then west south and east say power of blank and it's like North, west, south, east. I thank you for your attendance in our circle. Stay if you will, go if you must. In perfect love and perfect trust, so might it be. Then snuff out the candle. Thank the God and Goddess to HPS or HP says, Great God, we thank you for your strength and energy shared with us this day in the sacred place. Snuff out candle. Great Goddess, we thank you for our wisdom and love shared with us this day in the sacred space. Snuff out. Then snuff out the candle. Open the circle. If the circle was cast hand to hand, all should grasp hands and then release with a yell, throwing thing, ah, ah, throwing hands up into the air. The HPS or HP can also formally walk counterclockwise around outside of the circle, 
re reversing their actions, casting them in the circle. Otherwise, a HBS or HP simply says the circle is open but never broken. Merry meet, merry part, and merry meet again. And then you feast. It's pretty casual ritual. I think it's pretty a good pretty a good it's a good starting point if you have someone who's never participated in Yule or it has some reservations or you have non pagans there. It's pretty good and inclusive. Let's see what else I have. I'm bringing out my creating circles and ceremonies book, which I love. Love, love, love. Well, there's a couple in here. I haven't really decided on what I want to read. Um, so I'll read. I'm going to do uh, Wicked Right for Yule. The place of meeting should be adorned with the traditional decorations of the season, with the addition of birch bark and branches, songs, music, and rhymes. Maybe seasonal, but it should all be slanted toward witchcraft. If there will be dancing before the rite, it should be bright and gay. The traditional foods are to be eaten with the additional pork in some form. A piece of oak log with 13 red candles on it should be in a central location before the rite and placed north of the altar for the great for the ceremony. A yule tree, fully decorated. Should be placed in the north outside of the circle. The great circle shall be cast in the usual manner. Begin the rite. The priestess stands to the north of the altar with the tree behind her. All in the circle may light the candles of those near them, and the priestess shall light the candles in the log. She spreads her arms outwards as the limbs of the moon and invokes. The ghost of the old year is with us yet. Let us call him forth with rite and dance. Let him feast with us as we bid him for farewell. For in this season the sacred child is born of the goddess, he of the sun who shall reign and joy with bounteous seasons of life, ever rich for all. With song and dance shall we worth it both. The the mother ever gracious and the child of promise much must ask most glorious. Blessed be the goddess, most noble, the same through the ages of time, everlasting through eternity. Blessed be. All salute. The priestess calls for fast music, and I'll follow her and the priest around the circle in a fast and cheerful dance, which includes ever faster. I'll chant Io Evohe, blessed be, Io Evohe, blessed be. If the confed members are carrying candles, the last one's shoes, the last one's shoes candles go bad. What is that? The last one's shoes candle goes out. As the dance proceeds, shall be called Nick. And must light candles, pour wine, and replenish the incense for the rest of the night. At the end of the dance, the priestess or priest will call for all within the circle to drop to a sitting position. The priestess shall stand before the altar facing north and say all blessings to the lady and her sacred child. Blessed be. Sign of the pentacle. All blessed. Say blessed be. And then sign of the pentacle. The priestess 
throws a small handful of the magical catalyst into the incense brazier. Next, to follow the rite of cakes and wine, before opening the great circle, the priest shall give the salutation of the year. He shall say to, say to those of the coven, our friends, uh, O friends of our coven, I do bid you charge your cups and join in the salute of the year. When all are holding form their cups and salute, the priest shall call. Thirteen moons are waxing and waned, dancing in the starry vault. Ancient year is running low. Day of days draws to a halt. Greet the hot, the hag, and bid her go. Farewell to the ancient crone. For tonight the old guard changeth, bids the maid to take the throne. Rejoice, rejoice, it is reborn. The olden curse is washed away. Shining bright the thirteen moons shall shall rise to greet the newborn day. A, joy, a joyous new year, blessed be. All blessed be. All shall drink deeply. Finally, the great circle shall be opened. And then this book, in all its glory, has different, like, pagan versions of Christmas songs. So, bring up some. Do, do, do. So this one's Silent Night, and I don't really have a great, a great singing voice, so I'm just going to kind of read it. Silent night, solstice night, all is calm, all is bright. Nature slumbers in forest and glen, till in springtime she awakens again. Sleeping spirits grow strong, sleeping spirits grow strong. Silent night, solstice night, silver moon shining bright. Snowfall blankets the slumbering earth. Fuel fires welcome the sun's rebirth. Hark the light is reborn, hark the light is reborn. Silent night, solstice night, quiet rest till the light turning over. The rolling wheel, the rolling wheel brings the winter to comfort and heal. Rest your spirit in peace, rest your spirit in peace. This is God's Resty Merry Pagan Folk. Which is God's Resty Merry Gentleman. God's Resty Merry Pagan Folk. Let nothing you dismay. Remember that the sun returns upon the solstice day. The growing dark is ending now, and spring is on its way. O tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. O tidings of comfort and joy. The winter's war still lies ahead. Fierce tempest, snow, and rain. Beneath the blanket on the ground, the spark of life remains. The sun's warm rays caress the seeds to raise live songs again, O tidings, etc. Within the, and then it's, you repeat the refrain. Not, you don't have to say, etc. Within the blessed apple lies the promise of the queen, for from this pentacle shall rise the orchards fresh and green. The earth shall blossom once again, the air be sweet and clean, O tidings, etc. The goddess rest you merry too and keep you safe from harm. Remember that we live within the circle of her arms. And may her love give years to come oh, a very special charm of tidings, etc. That's by Alexa of South the Star. And the Silent Night was by Ellen Reed. Let me just grab some water here. So our correspondences. 
or once again from Scott Cunningham. So the, the stone I have for today is called Garnet. Its energy is projective. Its planet is Mars. It's associated with fire. Its powers are healing, protection, and strength. Magical ritual lore. In the 13th century, century gardens were worn to repel insects and magical uses. The garnet, a fiery red stone, is worn to enhance bodily strength, endurance, and vigor. It is worn or used in magic to tap extra energy for ritual purposes. Wear or carry one when exerting yourself, hiking a mountain, studying until dawn, every ritual workings, and so on. Because it is a protective stone, the garnet is worn for protective purposes. Oh, yes, I read that right. 500 years ago, it was thought to drive off demons and night phantoms. Today, the garnet, in common with many other protective stones, is seen to strengthen the aura and create a shield of highly charged positive vibrations that repels negative energies upon contact. Say you're wearing a garnet at night and have visualized it protecting you. It would be mugger, for example. Might suddenly decide to let you pass by. Spooked by the bad vibes you're releasing. Garnets are particularly prescribed in protection against thieves. In the Middle Ages, a figure of a lion was carved onto a garnet and carried to guard the health, especially while traveling. A healing stone garnet is used to relieve skin conditions, especially inflammations, and also regulates the heart and blood. In the past, garnets were exchanged between parting friends to symbolize their affection and to magically ensure that they met, met again. And for our herbs, garnet I picked because it's associated with Yule. It's also it's a it's a holiday correspondence as well as it's bright and red. And the next one I have, the herb, is mistletoe. His folk names are all heel, birdlime, devil's huge, donor bison, European mistletoe, golden bow, Hollywood, or Hollywood. Lignum Sancti Crucis, Mistletoe, Thunderbesson, Witch's Broom, Wood of the Cross. Its planet is Sun, Element Air. Deities are Apollo, Freya, Frigga, Venus, and Odin. A couple, Freya and Odin are associated with Yule, like we discussed. The powers, protection, love, hunting, fertility, health, exorcism. Ritual uses, as well as, as is well known, the Druids... Revered the mistletoe, especially when found growing on an oak. It was and still is cut on Midsummer's Day, or else when the moon is six days old. One stroke of a gold sickle was used to cut the herb, and it wasn't allowed to touch the ground. Magical uses. Long use for protection against lightning, disease, misfortune of every kind, fires, and so on. It is carried or placed in an appropriate spot for those uses. The leaves and berries are used. Mistletoe is placed in cradles to protect children from being stolen by fairies and replaced with chainslings. A ring carved of mistletoe wood would ward off sickness when worn, and the plant would cure fresh wounds quickly when carried. Do not apply to the wound. Mistletoe is also carried or worn for good luck at hunting, and women carry the herb to aid in conception. It has also been used, utilized in spells designed to capture the elusive state of immortality into open locks. 
laid near the bedroom door, mistletoe gives restful sleep and beautiful dreams, as it does when placed beneath the pillow or hung at the headboard. Kiss your love beneath mistletoe and you'll stay in love. Burned mistletoe banishes evil. Wear it around your neck to attain invisibility. Mistletoe is an all-purpose herb. Now, I also think it might be hazardous or poisonous to your pets, so please keep it away from your from any pets. And of course, I picked mistletoe because it's long been associated with Yuletide and Christmas and all the holidays and winter. So that concludes my podcast on Yule and Yule rituals. So now you have a brief history and some rituals to start off and to expand your knowledge. I would also like to hear your Yule rituals. Email me at cornfedwitch at gmail.com. You can also look me up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also support my Patreon. And I hope you have a wonderful, blessed Yule. And then the holidays go easy on you. Have a wonderful, wonderful day and Merry Yule.